What is up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the show. This is Evan with Lemons with Clemens. Today's lemon is life isn't fair. Ooh. So this is a saying you've heard your entire life. Or you've even said it your entire life. This isn't fair. Life isn't fair. And I'll tell you, it's true. It's not fair. And something my father's told me, you know, over and over is that life is just life. It's not fair or unfair. It's just life. The problem is we're always looking for the boogeyman. We're looking for the fall guy. So life isn't fair. The thing behind life not being fair, though, is whatever that is going on that isn't fair, we're not looking at the true issue at hand, I guess you could say. We're not looking at what it is that's happening that's making that thing not fair. Or why we think it's not fair. Maybe it's something that we did, and that's why it's not fair. Maybe it's something out of our control, so we say it's not fair. If you were coming to this podcast, coming to the show for jokes and fun times, maybe this isn't going to be the podcast for you. Not today. You know, one of the reasons that the podcast has had such a long delay is there's been a lot of stuff going on in life that, frankly, just doesn't seem fair. That's why it's so important for me, I think, to have this conversation. Um, this conversation really with myself, just saying it out loud almost is a, um, a therapy for me. It's very therapeutic to actually just discuss things, talk about things, get stuff off my mind, just talk to talk. And speaking of therapy, have a drink with it. It's, I've had so many times in my life that I've said this isn't fair or that's not fair or life isn't fair you know I the the problem is though we say that because it's out of our hands now and we're not ready for whatever is happening that's why it's not fair maybe it's something completely out of our control maybe you were not picked in school for the team when you're playing dodgeball or something that's not fair Maybe, I don't know, there, there's so many things that come to my mind, I guess. You know, I'll start with the, with the story. And mainly, this is going to be just me talking about stories from my past or, or what's been going on without going too far into what's actually going on in my life because we don't need to go into that right now because I don't want to be sitting here and being all depressed or anything. But I can tell some stories and you get an insight of who I am, why I am the way I am, and, and the values that are withheld in me which have been driven strongly based on family, which is another uh, podcast that will be coming out soon, is the idea behind family. The One of the biggest stories that comes to my mind when I think about things not being fair, a little backstory is <clears throat> my brothers, both of them are eight years older than me. You might know that from, from previous podcasts. All right, my brother who was on the podcast with me, Sean. Uh, there was an episode with him and me on, on my, I think it's my second discussion series podcast. 
All right, he's on my father's side. My other brother that travels all the time, he's on my mother's side. They're not related. Okay, half-brothers. Brothers, nonetheless. My brother, Sean, eight years older than me, lived with just my dad. His mom had passed uh, before I was born. And when my dad worked, he traveled all the time. So he was always out, out of town. During the summers, I would stay with my dad. Because my parents were split up. And, and I remember on weekends I'd bring friends over and stuff. And they, they just thought it was the coolest place ever. Just, I think it's just because it was something different. Right? Going, going to dad's house is just something different. It's, it's different than staying with your mom the entire time. It's an escape almost. So on the summers I would stay the entire summer at my dad's house. And during those summers my brother would have parties all the time. He's 8 years older than me so I'm 13, 14. He's having parties. With all of his friends that are in their 20s. And he never let me drink or anything. He didn't let me do that. He wasn't going to corrupt me, as they say. But I, I still, all these people that became basically a family to me. And I always thought, it's not fair. I want to be just like you guys. I want to be a part of you. I want to be, you know, brothers in arms. I want to I want to drink with you. I want to, you know, hang out. I want to go through all the experiences and, there was a lot of times they would go get late night food and leave me. That's not fair, you know, and it's, but it was the right thing to do. My brother was doing the right thing. He didn't let me drink. You know, I'm 14, 15. I don't need to be doing that, but I wanted to be a part of it, but I understood it. That wasn't a huge deal at that time. When I was 14 or 15, it wasn't a huge deal that I wasn't drinking. I wasn't pissed off at by any means because of that. But you would have these parties and I, and these people, you know, were basically other brothers to me. There's a lot of them that are that are still family friends that still come around, even though my brothers moved away, just to see my father. You know, and they're brothers to me that just want to talk to me and just, you know, get you know, and we stay in touch still. As I grew up and I was going through high school, of course I began to partake in partying and, and drinking and and mom, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry, but I think you already knew. I think you were very aware at that time. You know, I was drinking a lot, okay? Um, you know, smoking weed, doing whatever. Starting to grow my hair out, be a hippie, and all this other stuff. My senior year of high school. No, let's 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 backtrack, okay? My brother would have a few parties or whatever My my when I was in high school. And I had been drinking at this time. And I had told my brother hoping that it was um, a way of acknowledgement, a way of saying it, um, it's time. Can, let me let me hang out with you guys. I've been drinking. I, I know what I'm doing now. Of course, I'm a kid. I didn't actually know what I was doing. I didn't know what I could handle and couldn't handle. Um, and all my experiences, partying and whatnot, was based on the experiences that my brother had, which were way cooler, by the way. He knew how to party. I was still – I was doing – I was amateur league. These people were at a pro level, okay, when it came to drinking and partying. But – uh I mean, we're talking, we're talking like something that you would only read about or, or see in a movie. I mean, we're talking house parties, people hanging out all the time, naked people running around. I didn't get to see any of the naked stuff because my brother protected me. He he did a good thing. He was a good older brother as much as you can be while having a party and maintaining not corrupting your younger, eight-year younger brother. All right? So I, I'll give props to him. Now that I'm older, I can say, you know, he did a fantastic job at making sure I wasn't a piece of shit growing up. Okay, because I, I saw how other kids were that were doing that at, at those ages. 
But, uh, you know, I kept going to, you know, you know, I drank, I got drunk. I'm, I, I drink all the time now. Yeah. I, 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 weekends. I party all the time. You know, I'm cool. Let me be cool with you. No, 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 no. He wouldn't let me. Finally, my senior year of high school. All right. I'm 17 at this time. I was, I was a younger one in my class. I don't remember exactly what part of the year it was by any means. It was, it was a decent night out. So it wasn't, it wasn't the winter. I know that my brother's having a party. My dad's out of town. I am in the kitchen where everybody's at. Some people are playing some card games. Other people are just talking as people are on the back uh, deck, drinking and talking to people downstairs. And, and throughout time, I'd always been sitting there, you know, watching and hanging out. It wasn't a big deal to me. It was fine. I was sitting at the, the kitchen Island at the time, kind of minding my own business, kind of watching other people drink and whatnot. And my brother, Sean comes up to me, you know, those moments when, when something happens and it's just ingrained in you for the rest of your life and it just sticks with you and you can just replay that moment over and over in your head. This is one of those moments. It's one of those moments that almost seemed movie-like. And it was crazy to me. You know, and it still is. And it's something I think back on all the time. And I've told the story to friends many a time because it's left such an impression on me. And I apologize if I get a little emotional during it because it's um, it's profound in a way. But uh, I was 17. I'm sitting at the kitchen island at my dad's house. Dad's out of town. Brother's having a party. My brother Sean walks up. Sits in the stool next to me. And at this point, it was almost like the entire party, the music and everything seemed to dull down. Everything got quiet. And I sat there and I said, what's, what's up, man? Why aren't you hanging out with that girl that you were just talking to? And he sits there, and he was drinking a beer. He had a beer also that he put on the counter in front of him. And he looks at me and goes, Evan, do you know why I never let you drink when we have these parties? He goes, I don't know. You're just protecting me. You're you know, doing the right thing. I'm young. I get it. No, that's not what it is. He says... Pardon me if I, again, if I become emotional, this is, it's stupid. Let me drink away the pain for a second. He says, it's because I respect dad too much. I didn't understand. I didn't get it. I don't know what, what do you mean by that? What do you mean? I mean, maybe he just didn't want to corrupt me because he loves our father. You know, obviously that's gotta be what it is. No. See, when my brother was younger, all right, when I was a young kid, all right, again, we're going we're gonna to take a side note for a second. We're going to do a little side story. My mom and my father were together, okay? My dad drank a lot, all right? He was an alcoholic, all right? And he's been sober 27 years now, all right? But at that time, he was still drinking. My mom couldn't handle it, um... And I'm sure there was other issues, okay? I'm not going to just put it onto that. I'm sure there were other things, okay? I'm sure that was also a huge driver and everything, though, too, all right? 
my mom left when I was two or three years old. All right. And, and left to a different state to be with family and didn't say anything. Didn't just pack the bags one night and took me and left. My dad had no idea where I was and where my mom was. No idea where we were. Well, when my brother was, I believe, 11, it was approximately six months after my mom had taken me. All right, this woman had come into his life, and like I said earlier, my mom had lost his mom and became a mother figure for him. Okay. A little bit, you know, six months after my mom had left, my brother was in a fire. Now, granted, it was one of those things that probably could have been prevented. It was just a couple kids just fucking around, and one thing led to another, and my brother had third-degree burns on the entire right side of his body. Life isn't fair. Life isn't fair because he had these burns, and he was just a kid, and he shouldn't have, and then I had to watch him as he had skin grafts, and he had sleeves and masks on to cover the burns, and as he had to go through, and I'm sure that he had all kinds of self-esteem issues, but... I've never seen anybody be able to get through that and and be able to be so strong and get through as much as he has and been the center of attention at all times, even though he had all these scars, the entire right side of his body. I don't know. Maybe girls think scars are cool. Maybe that's what got him so cool, all right? Maybe he's just my bigger brother, and I've always thought he was super cool. Okay, that's a little backstory. As we sat there at the counter at the at the uh, island in the kitchen, the party is still going on around us, but at this point I don't notice it. As soon as my brother said those words, as soon as they said that, I respect dad too much. Turns out, he says, when I was in the hospital with the burn wounds, Every day that I was there for over a month, dad was there. He said every morning before he went into work, he would be there. 6.30, 7 o'clock in the morning, he was there by my side, making sure that he knew that I wasn't alone. Every day. He didn't miss a day. He said every night after work, he would stop by and be there with me just to make sure I wasn't alone. So he would wake up super early, come and see me, go to work, work all day with that on his mind. Then he would come back and see me after work. Then he would leave. And you know what he did after he left? He was looking for you, Evan. He still had no idea where you were, Evan. So every night he was on the phone talking to lawyers, talking to family, trying to figure out where the hell you were. And every day, I would lay in that bed in pain. And then I would hear those footsteps walking down the hall. Because he always wore those dress shoes when he was going to the hospital. I, I knew the sound. As soon as he was walking, I knew exactly who it was. I knew the stride. I knew the sound of those steps. As soon as I knew, Dad's going to be here. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Sean slid a beer over to me at this point. He had already opened it. I hadn't noticed that he opened it. He opened it and had slid it to me. 
And I took a drink of it. He took a drink of his, and we clinked our beers together. <clears throat> and he goes, sometimes whenever I'm really down, whenever I'm afraid, whenever life is tough for me, when life isn't fair for me, I can close my eyes and I can still imagine the sound of those footsteps of dad coming down the hall. And I know everything's going to be okay because dad's there. Everything's going to be okay. So my brother took another drink of his beer and he said, that's why I've never let you drink in this house because I know he'd be fucking pissed at me if I let you drink. When you were so young, if I corrupted you, I have too much goddamn respect for our father. And he admitted that because my mom was gone at the time, she had left. She had no idea of his burns, but for him, he was sitting there in a hospital bed alone during most of the day while my dad was at work. And whenever he wasn't at work or with Sean, he was looking for me. So there was resentment for him at that point. Resentment that the mother figure that had come into his life had, had been there and was gone. And was gone during this biggest time of need. He had nobody. He was so afraid. He was so hurt. Life isn't fair. And so he also admitted to me, and that also gave him a lot of resentment. Not just for my mom, but because for me. I was part of her blood at that point. That's on me. I was the one that was taken. I was the one that was gone. I wasn't there either. Resentment was towards me because life isn't fair. And whenever my brother told me that story and we drank, that was probably the biggest bonding moment we've ever had. Now, granted, as we've grown older, the resentment obviously had faded and we've gone a lot closer. But I'll never forget that moment. It showed the strength of my brother and it showed the strength of my father and it showed me the values of family that comes along with it. It's one of the hardest things to hear that a loved one is hurt because life isn't fair. My brother on the other side found out that his father was also, you know, hurting and having issues. And my cousin also found out that, you know, my aunt, that she was hurting and had issues and wasn't doing well and didn't have long because life isn't fair. We're never ready for it. We're never ready for it. Life isn't fair. And so one of the things that I've realized throughout life, everything that I've come across, I keep having that thought process in my head that this isn't fair. Life isn't fair. And then the words of my father continue to come to my mind. And it's something that, pardon me, it's something I wanted to make sure I explained and I put out there for anybody that wanted to listen, for you that is listening. For you that is watching on YouTube or on Facebook. Life isn't fair, but life is just life. It's not unfair either. You can't just focus on it not being fair. It is what it is at a certain point. It's how we handle it. It's what we do next. You maintain your values. You maintain your family. You hold your core together. And everything after that comes together. Then all your life, something's going to happen that isn't fair. And you know what? 
it's going to fucking suck. It isn't fair. And that's what's so hard because you aren't fucking ready for it. Life isn't fair. And I'm going to keep saying that because you know it too. You know that it's not fair. You know that whatever you're going through, whatever hardship you've had, it wasn't fair when it happened. I watched the people I love move on. Life isn't fair. My son's mother and I aren't together. And when he was a baby, he didn't know any better, and this isn't his fault. But he was a mama's boy, and he cried whenever he left his mom. And there was times that I didn't get him on my days because he wanted to be with mom because he's a mom's boy. And it destroyed me. But life isn't fair. He didn't do that intentionally. He wasn't resentful. It wasn't anything else other than he was going to miss his mom. And now I understand that, and I get that. Life isn't fair. Things happen. Shit happens, unfortunately. And it's how we handle it, and it's what we do with it, and it's what we do after that's most important. And I don't mean to make a podcast that's super uh, emotional or negative or sad or anything like that. It's one of those things that came to my mind, and I had to talk about it, and I had to be therapeutic with myself. And hopefully, it helps somebody else. Life isn't fair. You know, I've watched one of my first girlfriends. Actually, I think it was my first girlfriend. Her brother passed away. And I had to be there for her because life wasn't fair. I watched my friend's moms cry. Being at their funerals. Because they lost their child. Because life wasn't fair. I've seen car wrecks happen. I've seen animals get hit. I've I've cried myself many a time because life isn't fair. I haven't been picked for teams. I haven't been picked to be the best. I never won a big thing. And I thought life wasn't fair. The thing is, we're so caught up in what's fair and what's not fair. We're not actually just living our life. And unfortunately, life never goes as planned. It's how we handle it. So you have to, you have to do whatever you can to hold composure. To manage yourself. To breathe. To take hold of your own life. And unfortunately, there's a lot of things you can't control. But some of those things, some of those things that aren't fair, sometimes sometimes it's because of you. Sometimes it's not, to be fair, okay? But a lot of things that we say aren't fair are also self-inflicted. Some of the things that we say are unfair is when we lose at a game we shouldn't have. Unfortunately, the other person was just better, and we want to just say it wasn't fair. But it was fair. They were just better. And that's a life lesson that goes to us. That's a life lesson that should stick with us. Whenever a soldier goes overseas and dies, their family doesn't think it's fair. They gave their life. They knew their sacrifice. They knew that what they were doing was part of the job, but life isn't fair. So whenever the family just sat there, whenever the family found out, whenever they got the news, they just screamed that this isn't fair. Life isn't fair, but it is fair at that point. It wasn't unfair. We knew what we were getting into at the time. 
every step and every breath we take in life, life isn't fair, but it's also not unfair. It's not unfair because we know what we're getting into. We know anything can happen. We know the possibilities are in, endless. They're endless. We know anything can happen. We just distract ourselves with the things around us, whether it be podcasts or our phones or technology or sports or some kind of entertainment or family. We distract ourselves, we distract ourselves, we distract ourselves, and then all of a sudden, something ruins the momentum. Something completely throws us off guard. And then life isn't fair. Life isn't fair whenever any of this happens, but here we are anyway. And it'll never be fair, and it won't be unfair, and here we are anyway. I feel like I'm almost doing a spoken word poetry slam here. But it is. Because life is poetry, if you think about it. This is just me talking. I have nothing written down in front of me. This is me having so much emotion and so much things going on in my life that I think aren't fair, but I have to accept. I have to understand that it's not fair, but it is what it is. One of my previous podcasts is about being short-staffed at a restaurant, and that doesn't seem fair. It's not fair that people get to sit at home and not get not have a job, not get a job and stay unemployed and get an unemployment check and make great money. That's not fair. Life isn't fair. It's not fair that the other people did better than me during a project or are better than me at music or are better at being at in a podcast. That's not fair. Life isn't fair. And here we are. And here we are. It's not meant to be depressing, but it's supposed to be enlightening. It's supposed to inspire you to understand more. It's easy to feel like what I'm saying is a downer that is depressing. But it's not. It's really not. It's just life as it is, all right? So we, this is what we have to understand is that there's so much more to life than what we think and what we give credit for. And all we do is sit back and every time something goes against the plan, that's not fair. And that's not fair for us to think. That's not fair. It's not fair for us to think that everything's going to go perfect. It's never going to go as planned and you have to be ready for everything. The times whenever it goes against what you're planned for, that's when it's not fair. Does that not make sense to you? You try to plan for everything or you'll fail at everything. I don't know if that made sense. Again, I apologize if this was emotional or if it was depressing or it wasn't what you were expecting out of a podcast. It's not what I meant, but what I did mean is for you to learn something or to, to acknowledge something within yourself. All right, the lemon today wasn't about being angry at something. I Fuck, I'm angry at life because life isn't fair, but it, the point is for you to find something in it and for you to take hold of it and become better with yourself and understand that life isn't fair, but it's how you handle it that's the most important. So please, if something isn't fair, I want to know about it. Let's talk about it. 
leave a comment. I'm now on Instagram. I'm on TikTok. I'm on Facebook. I'm on YouTube. The Lemons with Clements. You can find me on any of them. Please follow. Please subscribe. Please like. This is Evan with The Lemons with Clements.